secrets from a coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you all right? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, actually. Yeah, it's been a good week. I can't believe we're back to Thursday already. And Friday is just around the corner and we're back to the weekend and off we go again for the following week. Yeah, but guess what, Debs? What? It's the end of the month. We've made it. We made it. Onwards and upwards from here, we are rolling. The worst is behind. It's blue skies ahead. Absolutely. We've done it. Yeah. Payday for some people as well this week. Yes. We've made it. We've made it. So well done, everyone. Now, listen, Debs, in your esteemed experience as being a coach, obviously it's all confidential and anonymous and all that kind of stuff. But in your experience, um, how easy is it for people to celebrate success in their life? And um, what impact does that have on morale, performance? Yeah. So what have you learned about that? Yeah, that's the, Oh, my God, Law. If I had a pound for every time that somebody said, oh, it's a bit big headed if I celebrate my successes and it's a bit self-absorbed and I go, no, it really isn't. I'm not asking you to go through the rooftops and shout it out loud. I'm just asking you to acknowledge yourself for what you have achieved, because if you can celebrate those mini wins and those successes and those moments where you've just been amazing, then that actually builds your inner confidence and your self-esteem and gives you that self-belief that says, I can do this. Um, And if we don't stop and take a moment, um, then then we're missing out on that. And we never recognise just how great we are. I think we're, we're just amazing human beings and we have unique skills and talents and qualities and that if we use them and we use them well which we can do we really need to acknowledge and recognize that we've done that I think oh and what in your experience are some of the things that are barriers to that so if there are any kind of common blockers that actually for us we can think actually am I am I you know am I am I getting in my own way in terms of being able to think positively and celebrate successes so in your experience what are some of the top inner blockers that are worth thinking about? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a great one, Law. So some of the inner blockers that I hear or people put up barriers about that bit that says, well, oh, it was it was nothing. I, you know, I just did that. It was nothing. And so that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where people just put themselves down all the time um, means that they, they just brush it away or they go, oh, no, I've done that. Now I'm on to the next thing. So they don't stop and pause and recognise it. So they're looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Um, And then the other one is just that self, again, that self-belief. You know, they don't stop and recognise, again, what they are doing and how they're doing it and they're doing it well. And it's all that inner self-talk, that inner critic that's going on in your head all of the time going, yeah, but you know, and it's that, yes, however, you know, you could have done that better. It was okay. But, um, and as you know, we know without, you know, excuse the language, anything before, but is bullshit. So when we put a butt in front of everything, we, we just negate the great stuff that we've said just a moment ago. So if you're going to use a butt, stop, um, pause, don't put a butt in, just pause and go, oh my God, I did that. And I was amazing. End of, end of sentence. Don't go, yeah, but I could have done that better because you've just taken that gift that you've given yourself away. Mm. 
And you know what? It's in, during times of sort of lockdown, restriction, whatever someone's professional situation right now, whether you're running a house, running a business, you know, looking for work, uh, uh, swamped with work, you know, whether you're in the house or out of the house, whatever the scenario is at the moment, a lot of us are less accompanied along our day-to-day working journey now than maybe we were before. So, of course, if you're left on your own, where's that inner voice taking you? Is it taking you down all that kind of, you know, diminishing stuff, you know, that you were sort of just mentioning earlier on? Whereas potentially if you were in a vibrant office landscape surrounded by opportunity to eavesdrop and, uh, you know, listen to other conversations or get G'd up by a really positive colleague next to you. So that ability to self-manage and and look after your own internal headspace is is even more of a, a job in itself right now because potentially we're less accompanied than and and our successes are less witnessed so you have to witness your own success almost to acknowledge has it happened you know what's what's that phrase if a tree falls over in a forest and but there's no one there to hear it does does it make a sound or not you know if you've if you've just brought in a deal but there's no one to ring the bell does that deal class as a success in your head? You know, <laughs> yeah, because you're you're just waiting for that celebratory moment, aren't you? The rah rah yeah. moment, um, yeah. which means that you've you've done it. And I think that's the bit where um, we've got to. If we are sort of isolated and we're working up for, on on our own at home, that's why it's even more important um, to just recognise that and take that moment to go. Oh, get me, you know, whatever that might be. You know, I made that happen. You know. I, I, you know, I, I just created that and I've done that and just sit there and go, yeah, I can do just so you acknowledge it. Um, I was talking to somebody this week, actually, who um, is homeschooling, as many people are at the moment. And um, one of the things she's doing to encourage her little girl is to put, you remember the, when you were at school, you got the little gold stars for achieving stuff. Oh, so she's yeah. adopted that at home for her little girl to help her motivation and keep her going. Um, and so she's done the same thing for her. So she's done one for herself. So they've got their little charts, if you like, where they're just acknowledging their successes each and every day. Um, and she was saying her little girl reminds her if she hasn't done it that day. So how cool is that, that, you know, they're helping each other, really? She says, Googling wine glass stickers. <laughs> <laughs> Three for you, four for me. Well done. Very good. Um, now, you mentioned you mentioned Rara. I'll tell you what I've been I banging did. on about recently. A bit of Rara, just you mentioning that. Um, so uh, the old uh, Hertzberg two-factor theory motivation at work. Ka-ching. Uh, I mean, that must be decades old now, mustn't it? But basically, in terms of work motivation, you've got the demotivators. So if the hygiene factors aren't right, so not having decent Wi-Fi can sure knock your motivation in that moment. But just because you've got decent Wi-Fi doesn't necessarily mean you're motivated. So a bit of rah-rah is what he kind of um, established as the, the the little sparkle dust. It's the little fairy dust that we can kind of help either from a team point of view, spread a bit of sizzle and energy around the team. And if you're sort of solo uh, working at the moment, then to be able to do that with yourself. So RARA are the four aspects that genuinely motivate us in a kind of pro- in, a, in a professional uh, way, which is the, um, the opportunity, well, for things to get recognised, so recognising what you've done, um, achieving, so some kind of, yes, I did it, um, reward, so as a result of doing that, then is there something that then happens, and then advancement. 
development. So as a result of that effort put in, you're feeling like you're you're, you're advancing forward. So that rara, I think, is a really nice reminder. And I know people that have put it up as kind of post-it notes, you know, to remind them to think have a rara bit on a team session amongst all of the grind and the tasks. And I can't think of a single organisation right now that doesn't have a massive to-do list. You know, if last year was the shock, 2021 is the recovery, and with that comes loads of work and loads of toil and lots of stuff to kind of progress through. So you've got to put a bit of sizzle on it. Otherwise, you know, where's that kind of motivation and the energy bit, especially if you haven't got a nice office to walk into now. So rah, rah. Yeah. So maybe having to think about how we can each kind of motivate ourselves and celebrate those success and reward, achievement, recognition, advancement tend to be the four things that help you feel a bit brighter and a bit more motivated about what you've done. And I think that's really cool. And I'd also say, Law, that, you know, if you're managing or leading a team, you know, if if you're noticing, so it comes back to that, you know, how do you notice and care? You know, and I think if you're noticing that you're your team aren't celebrating their successes, then what can you do to remind them of that? Um, because I think that's that's what's really important is, you know, we forget sometimes that the biggest thing around creating great teams and making teams work and thrive together is, you know, as well as all the other stuff that we do, um, that celebration, that that celebrate success is, you know, is, is really, really important for, you know, morale, motivation, um, as I say, existence, knowing that I do still exist as a human even though I'm from a screen at the moment I think that's that's something that can really help as well yeah yeah the um you just reminded me actually of what the the amazing feedback we've had from the uh the superstar that is Jazz Gill who was on our previous um podcast and he he episode and he was talking about the amazing energy he creates with his pop-up teams for his charity work and the role that purpose has in terms of keeping him and inspiring others to keep focused and achieving amazing stuff. And I think it just sort of, you know, upon reflection of that, I'm just listening to a couple of times and he just lifts his spirits, just listening to his pure passion and energy. But of course, why that is so important, that ability to stay on purpose, to energise yourself, to do a rah-rah, to kind of, you know, keep you kind of focused and motivated, is is you know just referring back to that World Economic Forum trend report. By 2025, they predict that the ability to... Um, look after yourself, to stay resilient, to manage yourself and your resource and your energy is going to be premium by the time yeah, we get to is. 2025. And we're sort of waking up and experiencing that now. But, um, you know, th- these are the years, these will be the training ground, really, haven't they, to sort of work out what are going to be some of those skills that are worthwhile nurturing for the decade yeah. ahead. I think you're right. And also that one where it picks up about, you know, creativity, problem solving, you know, being self-managed as well. I think that's going to be really important. And especially when it, you know, it comes to thinking about what is it you want to achieve. Um, you've, you've got to have that drive, um, you know, to want to do something for you. You know, we can all learn. Um, and I always say, if you want to, it's a choice. You know, if you want to learn something new, you can if you want to. So it comes back to that, you know, that desire and commitment and belief that says, you know, um, how much, you know, what do I want? And then it's that bit that says, how much do I want that? Um, And then how hard am I willing to work to get it and put the graft in? And then, you know, how much do I actually believe in myself that I can do? And I think once we, once we go, yeah, I really want it. I'm willing to work hard. It's going to be hard. It's not easy when we're learning something new. You know, we've said, you know, you always use that analogy law, you know, when we get in a car, 
we think it's really easy, but until until we are sitting in that driver's seat for the very first time and they go, right, drive from first gear, you're going, you're looking down again. I don't even know what that is. So you know that by the time that you've you've practiced it a few times and you're getting um adept at it and you're going building your confidence, you feel more motivated, you want to continue to learn. So these quick fixes just don't happen. It takes that desire, that commitment and that belief and um, to be able to achieve what it is you want. Yeah. But underneath every enormous great big fire, there's wood being chopped. There's the habits yes. and the rituals, isn't it? I, I love I love that metaphor sort of with that. Uh, question for you. What role leadership in this, whether this is the leader, someone taking the lead within a house, whether this is someone taking the lead within a professional environment. So what role leadership in helping people celebrate success? We've done a lot about what we can do and taking accountability and responsibility for that. But what are you seen around you in terms of effective examples of where leadership is 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 you know on the money in terms of um, achieving that yeah I think it comes back to back to what you're saying that recognition it's you know it's not it's focusing on the people um you know I always say and you've heard me say this and we say this on some of the workshops we run you know leadership is an affair of the heart you've got to love people to want to be with people and work with them and I think if your heart's not in it then you're going to miss those opportunities that your team are delivering on and achieving under the most bizarre circumstances that we find ourselves in. So as a leader, I think that, and I've seen this in you know, great leaders, is that recognition piece. They notice, they they go out of their way. Um, I remember working with somebody in one of the companies we work with, and one of the things that she did was every Friday, she would then Find, think about what had she gone on the week before and think about somebody that she was had worked with, whether it be, you know, an internal supplier, um, yeah, an external supplier, whether it be a colleague, whether it be whatever. And she would write an email of appreciation to them. And it wouldn't just be fab, you've been fab this week, thanks. She'd go into the detail as to what that person had did, what the impact it was on her. And, you know, when, I mean, I, I received one of those emails and I was blown away from it because I'm external and I never saw it coming. But the lift it gave me, you know, to be able to go, oh, yeah, wow, I'm a supplier. You don't normally get those things, but that person had gone out of their way and I was on their Friday, you know, celebratory Friday day. And I thought that was such a cool touch for them to do that. Um, but they, yeah, they look for that. So I think you look for it, see it, find it because there will be something. Yeah, love it. Um, I mean, it, it's interesting, isn't it, what we're getting asked to get involved in um, at the moment and uh, kind of neurobics workouts is, is, is precisely to get that, which is just a sudden shift. It's almost a surprise and, you know, learning something a bit new as a team together. Number one, it's a laugh. I mean, you, you, the things you can get away with this year because life has been so bonkers. People are quite <laughs> accepting, actually, yes. of something a bit random. There's no way we could have got some of our ideas under the radar this time. Last year, but yeah, know, that's true. <laughs> in unprecedented <laughs> times, I think there's this recognition that God, you know, if the team is bored and disengaged, then potentially people can get a bit low and the morale, you know, can. So, how do you celebrate success? You know, and as you said, the power of kind of learning something new together. So, 
that's been so interesting, this mix of entertainment and learning, which I love, you know, in, in terms of that, because it, the, the, no one looks at the clock. You know, people kind of go, oh, my God, that session went quickly. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think having a bit of fun is, is uh, you know, especially sort of as the nights are a little bit kind of... Um, I think so. Darker, so. And as, as though you're right. And even the, you know, those that are, say, oh, I don't like all these team events and the introverts amongst us. You know, we've we found and you know that actually you can still see them smiling when they've just had a go. And I think, you know, that's it. You know, it's just give it a go. You know, you're not, you do it in your living room where you are or whatever, but you just see that, yeah, this is something different. And I think that's what's important. That neurobics that, you know, you do is just that spark, if you like, that is that just lifts your spirit, I think. And that's yeah. what's so important. Yeah, work out for your head. And you can sit down. <laughs> and you can... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think which is yeah, even it's, better. It's, it's Joe Wicks, but in your chair. <laughs> in your chair. Yeah, let's do it that well. There's the uh, plenty of chair yoga going around. Absolutely. Isn't there? Yeah, it's not a dumbbell. It's a pencil. There you it's go. It's a pencil. Yeah, but it's still lifting something. <laughs> and I think it also reminded me, Law, that um, you know that quote that Carol Dweck says. So for those of you who don't know, Carol Dweck is very well known for the fixed and growth mindset approach. There's tons of stuff, but that quote. Um, I mean, that I always love that she says was that effort is one of those things that gives meaning to life. Effort means you care about something, that something is important to you and you are willing to work for it. So if it's that important, you know, for you, then why would you not do it? I just think that's a brilliant oh. thing to consider. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I remember someone saying to me this when I just had my daughter, you know, raising a baby is, is, is not a walk in the park, is it? I remember someone wrote in one of the cards, congratulations cards, just saying, you know, it won't be easy, but then the best things in life aren't, you know, and because that's where the pride comes from. And I've, I've always thought that's two sides of the same coin, actually. You've got effort and the other side, then you take pride in that. You can look back and recall your past successes wildly, which is one of the quickest ways to give yourself a confidence boost. So let's say if you've got a bit of a, um, a you know, a, a presentation moment, you know, and, and you're 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 doing something through the screen or something's happening in your in your house and you you want to be on it in that moment, rather than those kind of thirty seconds before it's your turn, thinking of all the reasons why it's going to go wrong, to just think when is the last time actually I did something that I know was a bit of a stretch, and I was really proud of how I handled it. And my God, if you've got those thoughts pumping through your head for the thirty seconds before it's your turn to talk. You've got all the positive neurotransmitters that are going to enable you to nail it in that moment or at least increase the likelihood. So you're, you're right. The, the sense that people get, I, I remember doing some of the Duke of Edinburgh award stuff. And, and one of the things we did on that with them, and I never forget this, it always is the best bit of the course for me or the workshop is, as you know, you know, my son's a professional dancer, but he, he would come in and he would teach them to build their confidence and, and their ability to own the stage, if you like. And because they were going on to do loads and loads of presentations, he would teach them a dance routine. And it doesn't matter whether somebody had two left feet or not. The fact that they worked together and I always, the best thing for that was you saw them helping others. You saw them helping each other out. You saw them practicing and going, let's, I'll run this again with you. You know, and the, the ability to work together and collaborate to lift somebody up, I just think is the, the best gift we can ever give to somebody. And that, that always sticks in my mind working with those fantastic people, you know, at Heathrow that went through the Duke of Edinburgh Award. I never forget that. And they're, they're little videos of them dancing and um, I've been sworn not to share it with anybody, but they just embraced it, which is what learning's about, right? Embrace yeah. it and have some fun. 
Because it's different and you might not have thought you were going to be successful, but you felt successful after, even if the success criteria was I did it and that's I out did, of the yeah. way. <laughs> it sticks in your memory. So it, it, it adds this flavour and variety when you think, what did I do last week again? You know, and it sticks out. That's, that's I think, one of the things that's interesting about this time is that through potentially the geographical monotony that we're in, how do you create enough cognitive variety? So in your brain, you've got things to think about. So then the, so then you have the, the, you know, where's all that thought go rather than it getting processed into anxiety, it gets processed into creativity. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I, I've, I find learning, learning so useful. It keeps my brain focused on the positive stuff rather than turning inward and getting anxious. So that's, I think for me, the reason why when I'm learning something new, I tend to feel much more energized and happier and at peace with myself (laughs) because all of that, you know, extra thinking power (laughs) that, um, yeah, unfortunately, is not particularly good in some areas so I don't know actually where I am geographically (laughs) at all but um, (laughs) somewhere near the M25 I think but (laughs) you mean to go to Blue Water you end up at Lakeside anyway east west whatever just directions whatever yeah Yeah, that's what satellites are for right (laughs) exactly yeah Um, so what have we talked about on this session then we've talked about celebrating successes um, might not be the most natural thing that comes to many of us, but actually it's jolly important in terms of keeping us focused and motivated and good about what's ahead. The reason why that might be quite a useful skill just to put, tuck away in our professional toolkit is um, there's likely going to be inc- uh, uh, ongoing periods of disruption, unprecedented circumstances we find ourselves in. And World Economic Forum predicts by 2025, the ability to manage yourself, keep resilient, keep creative are going to be really key. And where we have to maybe put a little bit more thought to that now is it might not accidentally happen because you might not be in a building surrounded by people that are going to help you celebrate their success. So we have to witness it, notice that we've witnessed it and celebrate that. And if you're lucky to be part of a team that is on your side, then how can you then create rah-rah and if you're not fortunate enough to be in a team that's on your side how do you be the change you want to be (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and get everyone focusing on a bit of rah-rah and I think it's that bit that says you know we can achieve stuff we can and it it comes down to you you know if anyone can be any anyone so why not you and that makes you think yeah I can do this I want this I'm going to do it and I'm going to take it and just give it a go what's the worst that can happen one of my favourite poems is, is it Marianne Williamson's one about you hiding your light just means there's more dark in the world. Is that the one? I can't remember the exact quote, actually. We'll have to have a look and put it out there. But it's about, yeah, we're, we're scared of our light um, you know, and we're show, to show it out to the world. We sort of hide away from it. And um, and actually, that's the bit that's the magic. That's the power. Yeah. That's the sparkle. Yeah. yeah. So shine your light. You playing small just means there's less light and energy in the world. So playing big doesn't mean you're diminishing anyone else's. It's just helping others to be big as well. So that was a that was a real uh, mind shift for me, that was. It's not showing off, it's showing, showing out. out. Yeah. And if you're showing out, that helps others think, oh, maybe I could do that, you know. And yeah. every day I'm, I'm inspired by the people that are around me and because they're showing out, not showing off. But yeah, so that's a little phrase that's helped me. Right, come on then, give us a, give us a task. So here we are, end of January. Ooh, yes. January yes. has been all about motivation. So whether that's team motivation, staying on purpose, language of preference from karma to drama, um, in terms of uh, teams working together, let's just flocking do it and go from port boring to soaring. So January has all been about motivation. We know that 
February is all going to be about love and relationships. So we're going to get all gooey in that. And what does that mean in terms of great relationships, etc., professional, blah, blah, blah. But give us the final motivation takeaway challenge. Oh, yeah, this is one of my favourites. Um, so for the next, maybe looking at what do you want, you've got through January, as you said. So what I want you to think about is this. Um, ask yourself, the. there's two questions. So you first of all, ask yourself one question. What do you want? And you write down everything that you want, everything and everything. Write, 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 write. Keep writing, keep writing. Don't overthink it. Just put it on a piece of paper. Then you take a step back, have a look at what you've written. And then you ask yourself this second question. What do you really want? And then pick out what you really want. Nice. And then go and do it. <laughs> nice. Now, listen, that needs to come with a health warning because yes. I copied you because you did that with me once in a session. I thought, oh, that's I nice. Yeah. So I then copied that, did it on a session myself. And <laughs> half the room started crying and the other, the other half of the room went on to completely change their lives. So um, Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but crying can be good because it's a you know it's an energy release in that moment and it just makes you wake up and think yeah what do I really want in my life and if I'm not living the life I want maybe I need to make some change and only you can make those changes if you want to so it's yeah either way it was a good thing law yeah oh <laughs> love it oh Debs I feel all inspired thank you so much so have a fantastic week yes and you see you next week love you bye love you bye, bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Drop us an email on secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram at secretsfromacoach.com.